0: Good morning, everyone. We're just getting these alerts off. They're going so low. It is all good. It is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Bus, live with a guest and two
1: sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Yes, it is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, and it is June the 29th. Can't believe we're almost at the end of June. But today, our guest that we have on is on a mission. We want to welcome to the Two Sisters podcast family, Cassandra Jeter. Welcome, Cassandra. Thank you for having me, Janice. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, <laughs> excuse me. In the health and wellness field, we are often met with, I want to say diversions, but difficult situations where we come across where somebody is dealing with a chronic illness and I know being a uh, certified health coach you practice in that area why don't you tell us a little bit about that
2: well um, I think I'm able to have empathy for those um, particularly women that have a chronic illness because I was there at one time myself six years ago I was diagnosed with prediabetes and high cholesterol, and I was able to reverse those both with lifestyle changes, and when people come to me, they have um, various issues. Some, they want to lose weight, and weight always has, is a factor when it comes to chronic illness. I've had um, clients that see a difference just by losing five pounds, just by, you know, in their blood pressure. It makes a difference, and also sometimes they might be on a lot of medications, and of course, with um, prescription medications, there are always um, side effects from the medication. So they want to um, they want to alleviate those things. And so um, it's all oh, I've found. I've been I've been a health coach for about two years now, and I found that diet is plays a role in any type of any your health any any way, shape, or form.
1: Wow! So, so I know that you know. As we've talked about, and by the way, this is episode number 470. Mm-hmm. With all of these episodes that we have under our belt, we always learn and engage in something new. And, you know, we know, for instance, that diabetes runs in our family and different chronic illnesses. So, wow.
2: Yeah, diabetes runs in my family as well, but you can all, we don't have to be a statistic. You can change the way that you eat and so you don't fall into that um, family curse, as I like to call it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Because Carol Sue and I have been um, on really on a mission even before we started podcast and even before we started Two Sisters. And Carol Sue, I, I want you to, um, like, when I look at my sisters before and after pictures, I'm blown away.
0: So... <laughs> Well, you know, what I, I think what frequently happens is we don't realize and the value of a picture uh, through your through your decades, I'd say. And you really because when I look back at those pictures, I'm thinking, damn, I thought I looked good. And I'm like, whoa, I wasn't looking so good. Not good in the sense of, you know, hair, fashion or whatever, but in the sense of the healthy look. Um, I right. was very really bloated. And you don't, you don't, most people, you know, it sneaks, you know, we, we talk about that a few pounds every year, a few pounds every six months, and I do know we have seen a rise in the health or, or people's importance of putting their health on the back burner, especially over the last couple of years, and the excuse reminded me of the excuse that many freshmen would give, you know, that freshman 10, that, that freshman 15. Well now you know the the world and societies like oh you know it's like the COVID twenty five like it's no big deal <laughs> and I look at my and you know and and we do know that yes uh, part of the whole reason for food which is the number one reason is to fuel our bodies is also enjoyment is also for comfort we know those things right. but a certain amount of value that you have to put and recognize the behavior with what you are actually fueling your body or just stuffing your body. Sometimes you're stuffing down an emotional issue, unhappiness, depression, you know, can't get out of your own way. So you feel like you're fueling your soul because you're miserable, but you're doing it with the wrong avenue. You're using food as that comfort. And I think most women... Uh, and, And there are a lot of men out there as well that can relate to that at periods of their life. But when you find that you're resorting to food for comfort from an emotional instability that's going on within your soul or within your mind, body, heart, and you find that you're doing that often, and a lot of people don't always know when to key into those points. So, you know, once you realize that, you know, you've got to have a healthy relationship with food. I think everything else kind of subsides. And I think a lot of people don't really, they don't put the emphasis and understanding that good nutrition really impacts our whole body because our gut is our second brain.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's a good point because a lot of emotional eating can stem from things that happen in childhood. Like if you were abused sexually or emotionally, or even if you've had a bad marriage, whatever the
0: case may be. and it it does it does probably impact people more than they realize and that's why i like the whole thing of the pictures throughout your you know you know like I, i tell people go back and look at your pictures go find the go back and look at a picture of when you felt really your best and compare it to where you are now and if you see a difference one way or the other you know that's your wake up call. And I think once you understand that it's not just about eating healthy, it's about gut health as a whole. And it's healthy is not a bad thing. I think the 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 word healthy has gotten a really bad rap, you know, like, oh, you're just gonna eat carrot sticks and celery sticks. No, you can eat good and you don't have to deprive yourself of any food group. You no. just have to know you just have to know, okay, well Today I'm going out for a celebration dinner. I know there's probably, I'm probably going to eat things that I wouldn't normally eat during the week. So guess what? I'm going to make up for it during my week and I'm going to schedule and I'm going to kind of look at what I'm eating the rest of the week and just be mindful of it. But it doesn't mean you have to like, oh, you can never have that sweet treat or that pasta or that bread or whatever it may be that you really love.
2: Right. Everything in moderation.
1: And the, uh, the other thing that I wanted to kind of go back to is, <laughs> excuse me, you know, I, I believe it was, um, oh gosh, the name escapes me, but we're either feeding a disease or, or feeding um, ourselves to be healthy. And I'm not saying that in the proper context, but I think you can kind of understand what I'm saying. And I think if we, and especially if you have diabetes in a lifestyle that is not overall healthy for you, and your wellness is suffering. And I want to go back to your story, because I think it's really important. Um, at that time, when you went through your transition, being pre-diabetic, were you on any medications? Like, what was the catapult for you where you said, okay, enough is enough?
2: Well, basically, I always went to the doctor to get a UE physical and basically that it was looking at my numbers because I knew that if I didn't change um, my diet, then I would be put on one of those statin drugs or metformin or something like that, or even worse insulin. And I didn't want to go down that route because my husband at the time was living with diabetes. And I, I saw the pain every day of him having to give himself insulin and I didn't want to go through that. And he was also had high cholesterol. And that right then and there I made it my choice to um to make a diet make a dietary change, and then after that, I think I found out about health coaching, and that's when I decided to pursue my um, certification because I actually was working as a scientist in the lab at that time. You know, actually, you know, the irony of you know pharmaceuticals <laughs> at that particular time, and then I learned more about the industry that it is a billion dollar industry.
0: Oh yeah. And then some, now we, we also want to make sure that we're, we're letting our viewers uh, and audience know that there are some people that have high cholesterol, that it, it is uh, your body just generates it that you don't necessarily, you can do all the dieting you want, but your just body produces it. My husband's one of those where he's lean, um, but his, you know, his genes produces it. So right. he has no choice. That's the only way for him to control it. Right. And that he is more mindful you know of you know he's not going to eat a bacon cheeseburger every day either um, right you just have to be mindful and i think once you kind of learn those different tools and understand that healthy doesn't mean um, you know that you're depriving yourself of good nutritional food even the word nutrition has a, has a bad name as a bad rap because when they think nutrition they're they they automatically think of limiting limiting your, your ability to have options in food and when you understand that no there's certain food groups that even though you've been told uh, are healthy dairy is one of them dairy is probably one of the unhealthiest things that we can eat exactly Um, it's it's also a contributing factor to to women and breast cancer and we we've often talked about that where how ironic is and this is where you know you know, the the push of uh, whether it's the FDA, you know, the government, whatever it may be. And when you follow the money, that how ironic it is for right now, the the cancer industry, and it's an industry. Mm -hmm. It's a sad way to put it, but it's true. Uh, There's a lot of money backing these different pieces to all of cancer and cure for cancer. And how ironic is that the dairy industry um, you know, the, the American Cancer Society solicits them, you know, to have that pink ribbon on a milk carton when that's the number one, one of the number one things uh, or contributing factors of a woman and breast cancer is dairy. So, you know, and then you're like, you can't scratch your head and you say, what's going on here? So that is why I think people have to be their own, uh, their own advocate and really educate themselves on, you know, not everyone is the same. We don't look the same. We don't have the same personalities and we don't have the same gut and health issues. So who's going to be our best advocate? And it's okay to question the doctor like you did. Like, I don't want to be on that. I don't want to take insulin. So what do I got to do? Right, exactly. Yeah, some
2: doctors will just stick you on medication, but then there are other doctors out there that are going to help you. They can work with you to help weigh yourself off of that medication or not even get yourself on it to begin with.
1: And I think that that is really honestly is the missing link missing in the medical field. And we're not saying that all medicine is bad, right? You know, a a patient comes in such as yourself at at that point in time where you were faced with, okay, the doctor's going to put me on maybe a statin and this and that and insulin Um, for someone to say no i don't want to go there like that takes that takes a lot of courage that takes the knowledge and the understanding like okay i am where i am with my health but now let's do something about it and a byproduct of that is now you went from being a scientist to a health coach specializing with chronic illnesses people that have chronic different illnesses and like that is pretty darn significant.
2: Yeah, um, a lot of it had, you know, it's been a lot of changes in these last few years. And basically after educating myself, like you said, I educated myself. And so I really couldn't see myself doing that anymore, going into the lab and basically working on, helping to work on some type of drug formulation or whatever. Um, You know, the hours, I mean, I know family is very important to me. So basically, sometimes you have to put in a lot of hours for that. And every company doesn't care or that you have a family at home; they just want you to put in the hours for them. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so with health coaching, you know, I I can make my own hours and still work from home and save That's on cool. gas.
0: <laughs> your own boss—that's what you know. We love having entrepreneurs on. What would you say is the number one of of all your clients? What is the number one? slash medical slash you know person you know what, what is their number one thing that is is really going on with them do, do you see a rise in certain areas or not um I would say stress mm-hmm. which would make sense
2: because um you know people are stressed by their jobs and of course of course what's going on in the world you know goods are going up um, gas is off the charts and it just makes people um, and people, it's very, a uh, very uncertain future for a lot of people. So that puts a lot of stress on.
0: And what do you do? What would you recommend? I mean, I know what I, you know, my mindset is and when, I, I, when I'm talking to different customers and clients, I know what I say to them is a little bit different. So I'm interested, what do you say besides the obvious to relieve that stress? We I mean, know obviously working out is a good way. What would what would be the number one belief system that you have that you instill in your clients to say, this is how you're going to deal with stress? We're not going to automatically just go to that pill, you know. We're not going to automatically go to you know this or that. What is the number one thing you tell them? Well, definitely self care.
2: Take time to for yourself. Whether you just um, take a bubble bath, or you're sitting and listening to music, you go get a massage or facial whatever, you know, just that downtime for yourself, even if it's just maybe for 15 minutes to a half hour, you know, just some time for yourself. And also, um, some people like essential oils, like if you diffuse them, or you, um, you smell them, sometimes that's very calming for people as well.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, those are all great tips. And, and I think the, the beauty of working with someone as yourself is that You know, and and I know myself as a health coach and and what what Carol Sue does with her business and specializing in gut health, like we don't focus on losing weight. We focus on the wellness aspect, that umbrella and underneath it falls everything else. Because, (coughs) excuse me, if we don't have our health, you know, what do we have? Yeah, it's so, it is so easy to, you know, grab that medicine from the shelf. But, uh, you know, uh, as a byproduct of getting healthy, working toward a wellness routine, you end end up losing weight. Right. We need, I think we need to stop putting the focus so much on losing weight. Yes, it is important to lose weight, especially if you have high blood pressure, different diseases thrive, (coughs) thrive off of, you know, fat cells and, and, and I think the percentage is still very f- high. I want to say last time I looked at it it was like 92% of all illnesses are caused by inflammation. So for instance, when I was very, very heavy, um, you know, my numbers were kind of like off the charts. And, you know, I, I took the initiative to like, okay, like as you did, like, okay, you know, it's time to... Take charge. Let's not focus on losing weight. Let's focus on getting healthy. Right. I think even that piece to it
0: is the hamster wheel of, of, of the stress bucket, because probably stress, I mean, stress is like the top of the chain, which leads to the overweight, which leads to the inflammation, which leads to, you know, all these other things and an unhealthy mindset. And interestingly enough, I was listening to um, a speaker this morning, and he, he he just kept focusing and focusing. He said, Yeah, you know, we can't, like we, what we've been talking about, we can't, we can't control what's going on in our world. You know, and you know, a lot of us like to be in control. We're, we're, we're in control of our time, we're in control of what we stick in our, our mouths, or control of our, our fun time, our appointments, all that. We're in control. But what's going on in the world, we're not in control which does impact the household, you know, the individuals in it, whatever the family. But he said, you know, like we've been talking about, put it into compartments and then let it go and then see the blessings that are out there that don't imagine, you know, what's staring you at the face with all this stress of what's going on. Imagine that none of that is going on and it sounds bizarre. And it's a really, really hard to train your mind to kind of bypass the negative that's going on in the world. But I think once you kind of get over it and make it a routine, just like any good health habits have to have a good, healthy routine, because the more you do it, the more it becomes natural. Right. validate those things that are bugging you, of course you do, because you don't want to slip slip them under the carpet, but then put them to bed for the day, and then just focus on abundance and and all the good things that are out there in our world. And once you do that, and it develops a more healthier habit, you're going to find that stress level. Calm, which is also going to lead to other good health habits with the whole weight and all that other stuff, and it's it really is a just it's a combination of balance. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and um, Sandy's watching with us today. She's one of our uh, guests, and she's also a friend of mine. And she mentions that stress is a toxin, and yes. I couldn't agree with her more. It certainly is because the more we're stressed, the more we release. All the different toxins, like it's just
0: a no-win situation with stress. Do you find, do you find, Cassandra, that the you know, like when your clients are like the stressed out? Now, some people actually reach for sugar, you know, liquid form, meaning the sodas and you know, just healthy sugary drinks. Some people resort to you know, the quick grab-and-go, the cookies, the chips, you know, the so. So do you, when you, when you're having that conversation with them, what do you find is their go-to when they're feeling this uh, stress? Yeah. Most people say that they stress eat,
2: like they'll, they'll grab the chips and like the sugary drinks or cookies, like you said, and sometimes people go for the alcohol. Yep. Yeah.
1: And alcohol, as we know, can, you know, just kind of turns to sugar and, you know everything goes haywire. Um, Cassandra, how can our, um, (laughs) excuse me, uh, viewers and listeners get a hold of you?
2: Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and, um, I have a fee for, I have a free Facebook group called organ reversing chronic illnesses. And my business website is have faith and live well.com.
1: I love that. Have faith and live well. That be the name of your first book, just saying. Yeah, I like that. Have
0: faith. Wow, I love that.
1: Well, wonderful. Well, Cassandra, we can't thank you enough for being our amazing guest today. And you bring so much insight into the world of different chronic illnesses. And, you know, ju- it was just such a pleasure to have you on today. And we look forward to having you back on again. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great time. It's always great to discuss bonus.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Thank you. Well, you know, folks, it it is Wealth One this Wednesday, and I'm going to do my little sign off and turn it over to, and Sandy says, yes, write a book. You have to write a book.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, my nickname is Sandy. (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: what? My nickname is Sandy.
1: Oh, Oh, my goodness.
0: Is, no, okay. So it's because uh, because okay, because Sandy. Okay, yeah. So yeah. what do you which 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 what do you prefer? Um either one. I mean,
2: my husband calls me Sandy. Um so unless we're talking to people, unless we're talking to strangers. My yeah, my family calls me Sandy. So
1: and a sidebar, Sandy, my friend who's um commenting and, and said yes, you should write a book, her her legal name is not Sandy. And I always forget what it is, but anyways, it's not about me. <laughs> Whatever. All right, Janice, get back on the subject.
0: Yeah, but thank you, Sandy. Well, <laughs> really uh, so- you know, it is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, and you know we talk about having that healthy relationship with money because the more that you have that healthy relationship the more that you can do a lot of people you know they like how do you have a healthy relationship with money they they have a negative connotation it's just like has to do with paying your bills and all that you got to look beyond that because you want to like just let that go and you want to incorporate it. incorporate it with kindness and how we do that is paying it forward but it's a little bit different than what most people are used to you're going to actually pay it forward to an unsuspecting person a stranger someone that you don't know and you're know, in this kind of world, people are a little stressed and a little crazy. How do you go ahead and do that? Well, think about it this way. You are in a grocery store, right? You see that young mom or dad, and they've got, you know, two or three, four kids. And you can only imagine, as we've, you know, talked about what's going on in our world that we're not in control of, they still need diapers, they still need formula, they need things to help feed their family. So wouldn't it be really cool if they went down? The diaper aisle, picked up a box of diapers and opened it up and there was a five dollar bill in it, a dollar bill. See it has nothing to do about the monetary amount. It's just about the action. Because when you put it out in the universe, the, the universe is abundance for everybody. There's enough for everyone to go around. It's just about how you look at it. So you could do that at grocery store. Some people will do it at a gas station. Maybe you're in that line getting your Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, whatever your flavor is the day and you know I don't do that. Mine's all about organity. However, You pay for the person behind you or you pay for the person in front of you. Again, someone that you don't know. Go to the gas station, go to any store, but pay it for. Again, it has nothing to do about the monetary amount. It's about the actual action that you're putting out in the universe, which is going to create a ripple, effect. Because you know what? You may change the direction of someone's day at a gas station. You know what? You put in a couple bucks, that's going to defer them. Maybe get that gallon of gas that's going to get them 30 or 40 miles, which may be back and forth to work a couple times. You never know how a little action is going to impact in a positive way to someone else's life. So it is, well, well, this Wednesday, I hope you go out there and you pay it forward, uh, pay the kindness train forward. Uh, we all need that. That's going to de- de- deteriorate slowly and chip away that stress that everyone is feeling. Uh, and you feel good knowing that you've helped somebody out, especially someone that you don't know. So with that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, thanking Sandy for coming on as a guest speaker tonight. And I'm with two sisters.
1: And yes, it is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. Think beyond the buck. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye.